All right, welcome to another Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast. Very special one here, not because I'm late running in from surgery, but our very special guest, and we're going to do some fun live things. It's fantasy football season, uh, bringing in a guy that I call a friend. I've worked a lot with. I've been on his podcast a bunch. Uh, he's the, the CBS uh, Fantasy Football Podcast. And uh, now I get to turn the tables for once, and he's our guest on uh, this show. Adam, welcome to the show. I am so happy to be here. Great to speak to you again. Looking forward to having you back on my show at some point soon, and looking forward to chatting with you today. Oh, absolutely. That, I'm excited. I apologize. It's a really bad form. Look, I always feel bad. I always make you wait because it's usually Friday morning, and I'm in surgery, and you know I talk between cases and make you wait. And this time you're coming on my podcast and I still made you wait, but I think it's worth it for me to get to the studio here. So I apologize uh, there. No apology necessary. It was a quick 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> you know. I, I was, I was actually running a little bit late myself. So this, this was oh, good. Perfect. Yes. perfect, I, didn't need perfect. To, I didn't need to confess that, but you know, I could have just blamed it on you, but here we are. All right. Well, <laughs> let's start with the first question. Tell us what secrets you got on that board behind you there. So this board I put up a year ago, um, and it's just kind of like a parody draft board. Uh, Dave Richard uh, loves running backs, so I drafted him a team of 18 running backs. Okay. <laughs> uh, Heath, I gave him DJ Moore in the first round. He was a big DJ Moore guy last year. I got Pete Prisco on here. He's got nothing but Jaguars. Uh, Dan Schneier's got nothing but Giants, that kind of stuff. So just a kind of inside joke draft board for from our show. Oh, well, I, I thought there were some secrets going on there. I needed to see what was happening there. Yes. Look, uh, don't draft don't draft 18 running backs. That's uh, <laughs> tip number one. Well, Adam, uh, my, my first uh, – actually, you're in the middle, I think, right now, too. Scott Fishbowl 13 draft, right? I As am, am I. Um, first, My first ever fantasy draft was Scott Fishbowl 10. I mean, I did a fantasy with, like, kids once, like you know, and I picked, like, all the teams, right, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. The first real one was like a Super Bowl, right? The Scott Fishbowl. And we had a big chat, and they were all like, oh, my God, this Chow guy knows something. He's got a zero RB strategy. He's this, that, the other. I'm like, no, I was just drafting best available. I didn't know. I didn't know there was such a strategy as a zero RB. I was like, okay, I'll go for go with it. You've got an all RB strategy there, uh, I, I see. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and uh, just a true uh, – this is what I always say when when I'm on your show. I'm not a fantasy expert. I'm an injury expert. So I I know I read Scott Fish. I went zero RBs the first year. The next year, by accident, I went zero wide receivers, <laughs> and uh, it actually worked out well both those years. I mean, uh, won the regular season division, made the playoffs. Yeah. Last year. Not so good. It was almost a zero QB strategy, and I ended up with Russell Wilson. So that was not so good. But still made the playoffs, so beginner's luck. I think it's starting to run out on me. Uh, yeah. No, you know what? First of all, I, I was big on the Broncos last year, so I'm, I'm, I'm dumb enough to go back to the well this year. I'm big, on, I'm big on them as sleepers this year. But I was looking at my Scott Fishbowl team last year. It did very well. Uh, I won a few playoff rounds. My first two picks, now Scott Fishbowl is very interesting scoring. It's tight end premium, uh, and it's super flex. My first two picks were Travis Kelsey and Jalen Hurts. So two of the very best players in that format. And I looked at the rest of my roster, and I didn't really have that many other good players. 
but <laughs> fantasy works that way. I mean, you go look at a lot of championship rosters and and who they drafted. They might have a, they might have more bad picks than good picks on championship rosters, but they get Cooper Cup two years ago, or they get uh, Stefan Diggs three years ago, or uh, Monra St. Brown last year, whatever the case may be. And it's one or two players that can really carry your team. So I don't know that you need to have a strategy, but definitely take some swings for the fences at various points in your draft. Well, um, I've been lucky that I've made the playoffs in the, the first Scott fish and, and, but I, I guess you could call me the, and I love coach Marty and this family to death. I guess I'm Marty Schottenheimer. I make the playoffs, but then I don't go anywhere. I don't, I, how, okay. The only reason I made the second round of the playoffs is, is I had a buy. Okay. I don't go anywhere in the playoffs. How do you draft teams? differently to win a league versus win Scott fish or win playoffs. What's the strategy there? Yeah. I mean, the thing about winning the Scott fish bowl is it's, you just got to have a lot of luck because there's three plus thousand people in it and you eventually have to beat the best of the best. So I, I wouldn't really give a lot of advice on how to win that, but if again, I mean, you gotta, you gotta take some swings for the fences. You know, you gotta draft Tony Pollard, a guy who might be completely useless to you in a scenario, but you know, if Zeke gets hurt, you know you've got a, a league-winning running back. You've got to, you've got to try to pick out that guy. You got to, you, you know, you can't play it safe. If you play it too safe all the time, and you get Mike Evans on your team. I mean, on my show today, we we're talking about the wide receivers in round seven through nine. You're going to take Traylon Burks. You're going to take Mike Evans. I'd say maybe Mike Evans could could have a better year, but who's got the chance of really having a special year? It's Traylon Burks. So you try to take young players who haven't broken out yet, um, and you don't have to swing for the fences with all of your picks, but at least three, four times in the draft, take somebody that if everything goes right, they could they could win your league. All right. So let me look right now. I haven't looked. Uh, our 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 guys are slow. It's the Fanta division, and it's not me. I actually wasn't haven't been slow this year. I was pretty quick. I, I drafted even late last night. So uh, and right now, no, I still got time. Field Yates is on the clock. He's got four oh. hours left. Wow. All right, celebrity there. So what's your team looking like? How many rounds in are you? We're we're three rounds. Well, they're on the fourth round. Field Yates is four point four. I was picked ten. So in the first round, grade me out here. Okay. Obviously, this is Scott Fish scoring. First round, I'll I'll confess, I had no plan. I was like, let's see who's there. I mean, I, I don't do mock drafts and figure out seventeen different scenarios, but you know, uh, I, from sitting in real draft rooms uh, at what I call the kids table in the corner of the Chargers draft room. They always say, let the draft come to you. Let the draft come to you. Of course, they're prepared with 17 different scenarios. I had no plans of taking a running back in the first round, but Christian McCaffrey fell to me. Oh, yeah. I felt like I had to. Yes. So our draft, it went Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Justin Herbert. And to me, it was... Trevor Lawrence or Christian McCaffrey, but I went with McCaffrey because I thought maybe, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, it's almost exactly, exactly what my draft was like. Cause I had the 10th pick and McCaffrey was off the board, but I went with Eckler and I was deciding between Lawrence and Eckler. Actually, that really wasn't that big of a decision, but I was hoping for Lawrence in the next round and I did get Lawrence in the next round. So I was basically uh, right. Same, your same exact thinking as what you had. Well, you know, uh, Channeling my my Adam advice of swinging big, that's what I was hoping for in the second round for a quarterback. 
And uh, I took the chance and indeed second pick, so that's 2.3, was uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I think it's a great pick. If I had not gotten, yeah, I mean, I feel like you're in my head here. If I had <laughs> not gotten Trevor Lawrence at 2.2, I was going to take Deshaun Watson, who actually didn't go uh, until 2.9. We had a run of non-quarterbacks, but he was the next quarterback off the board. So I think you made the right picks. And then uh, I was surprised at this point in time. Uh, then the the next picks after the sh- so on the turn was Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott. Then it came around Jamar Chase, Austin Eckler. And to me, Deshaun Watson. Then it went Mark Andrews, Tyreek Hill, Bijan Robinson, Cooper Cup, Saquon Barkley, Stephon Diggs, Jonathan Taylor, Tony Pollard, Nick Chubb. No quarterbacks. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, because I think once you get past Watson, if people consider him that, certainly once you get past Lawrence, uh, the way I think people are seeing it right now is you've got the big three kind of impenetrable. And then you've got Burrow and Herbert and Fields and Jackson for most people. And, well, actually, Trevor Lawrence is really in that mix because that's seven, I think. Or maybe that's eight. And then after that, people aren't as jazzed about Watson, all I am. Tua, Dak, Cousins. There's a tier there. So I'm not, I'm not totally surprised that people weren't taking quarterbacks there. Gotcha. So then uh, the third round reversal, right? Uh, and... Uh... The first pick was then Tua, and the next pick was Derrick Henry. Yeah, it's a great pick. Um, and and I have to admit, I wanted Derrick Henry. I was eyeing Derrick Henry there. Um, yeah, their the offensive line had some issues, injuries this year, but it's still Derrick Henry. And you get that extra .25 per carry this year or something, and okay. Derrick Henry's still a beast. It's still Mike Rabel. I really wanted Derrick Henry there. And my thought was, if I go Derrick Henry there, I still need a quarterback. Even though I got burned by Russell Wilson last year, I mean, I touched, I got burned once. I probably would touch the oven again. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, did, I have him. I have him. He's my QB too. But I got sniped on Derrick Henry. Uh-huh. Um, who who would you have gone next there? Uh, so. Advising? I'm trying to think of who I, so I, in that spot and 3.2, you had 3.3, I took CD lamb. So uh, I, CD I would, lamb went after me, pick after me. I did not pick CD lamb. I don't think there's a running back on the board that I would have taken there. Um, I think maybe like a Devonte Adams or you didn't have a quarterback at that point. No, I had uh, Deshaun Watson. I probably would have gone either Tua or Devonte Adams. Tua, Tua actually went in uh, 3.1. So oh, okay. you would have gone Devontae Adams. So yeah. channeling my Adam Azer advice, swinging bigger. <laughs> right. Uh, I actually uh, went to the well at old guy in a new team, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, I say I saw a tweet from Adam Rank, a very respected fantasy analyst, who said he thinks Rodgers is going to have a huge season. Uh, he might. He might. I think they're. I think they're a little bit more conservative offensively, but that's the kind of pick that could win you a league. You know. Well, you know, my thinking there, Adam, was, gosh, um, you know, he's got a more complete team around him, and you know, he's got targets. But also, looking at the draft, I thought I look at it as quarterback because it's a super flex, right? So quarterbacks are the highest scoring people of all, period, in general. 
you need an accurate one for Scott Fishbowl. And I thought by the time, you know, with the third round reversal, by the time I came back in the fourth round, I figured there's no good quarterbacks left. You're like starting to scrape the bottom. And, yes. And it's actually been kind of slow. After Aaron Rodgers, you know, it was CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown, Kirk Cousins, T.J. Hawkinson, tight end premium, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Daniel Jones, who I would have been happy with, and then uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Amon Rossack Brown, and then the fourth round, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Jalen Waddell to field Yates waiting. I just didn't think I'd end up with a quality quarterback in yeah. the fourth round. I, I would have loved to have gone Derrick Henry and come back Russell Wilson. But yeah, so that's that's what happened. I went CeeDee Lamb and I, I got Russell Wilson at 411. But I actually didn't realize Josh Jacobs was on the board. I think I may have taken Josh Jacobs right after Henry went with your pick. Oh, okay. Rodgers is a fine pick. I mean, and, and you're going to see there's going to be plenty of, of uh, wide receiver value later. Well, you know, and, and there's for me, since I'm not an expert, there's a lot of sentiment. sentiment. My very first Scott Fishbowl, I ended up with a Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill stack and Aaron Rodgers in the, and Aaron Rodgers in the third round. And and those three guys carried me that year. So no, that's the la the last thing I forgot to mention. This to win a league like the Scott Fishbowl, if you're you know obviously if you're watching and you're in it, it's still plenty of time to make your picks. Stacking is is really interesting because you're just hoping that like I have uh, Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. You're hoping that your quarterback and wide receiver go off during a playoff week, and you know that's how you win. Unfortunately, with Rodgers, since Garrett Wilson, I think, is already off the board now in round three or for you or round four, you really you can't stack if you don't get if you don't get Garrett Wilson. But um, but that that's just one thing to consider is to try. Uh, well, you've got Deshaun Watson, so maybe you could grab like Amari Cooper at some point. Yeah, um, I'm looking at Amari Cooper. And, and if my draft uh, mates are watching, I'm giving away my thinking here. But, yeah, I'm thinking about Amari Cooper. Um he went yep. he went 69th overall. So um you don't have to take him with this pick in my draft, in my Scott Fish draft. Yeah. And then um, you know, I'm starting to what do you think? Since I already have Christian McCaffrey, what do you think about George Kittle? Yeah, tight end premium. I mean, I don't love Kittle this year, but he's been a top four tight end per game, I think five years in a row. So He's probably better than I'm giving him credit for. But would you worry if, I, since I already have CMC? No, no. Okay. No, I, I wouldn't. It's reverse stacking. What do you call it? Splitting? Or I don't even know if there's a word. Yeah. No, I mean they. Yeah, unless McCaffrey throws him a touchdown pass, you're not really <laughs> going to benefit oh. the two of them. But no, it's fine to have both. Breaking news. Uh oh. Field Yates in the fourth round, four point four selects Jared Goff. That's an interesting pick. I, I don't think he's got a ton of upside. I think he's more of a safe pick, but Fields is not going to be picking again for a little while. So if he doesn't take a quarterback there, he could be stuck with like Derek Carr. So I get that pick. Yeah. So, so Fields is, is just copying me because I got two QBs. So he wanted two QBs. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I, I love Russell Wilson. I mean, I, I think I just would straight up rather have Russell Wilson than Jared Goff. To me, that's sort of a who could win you your league. And I don't think Jared Goff can win you your league. but And I don't think Russell Wilson will, but I do think there's still a chance that he, just like Aaron Rodgers three years ago, just like Tom Brady after his last year with the Patriots, counted out completely, 
I do. I think even Drew Brees at one point in his career toward the end was counted out and he came back strong. I do think that Russell Wilson has another good year left in him. Well, there's no question I would have preferred Derrick Henry in the third and come around with Russell Wilson. Didn't happen. And then I just got nervous that I wasn't going to get Aaron Rodgers or the quality quarterback. And and I was I thought there was more differential there for the, than although CeeDee Lamb would have been great too. But we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, to me, I'm not even planning really my next pick yet because there's still too many ways to go. Right? Oh, <laughs> just, yeah. No, it's not of me. And then I got a quick turn, quick turnaround. I do feel like I wasted the reversal this year the third round reversal because even if the third round reversal didn't happen, I probably could have gotten Aaron Rodgers. I do think you probably reach for Aaron Rodgers, but I, I have done enough fantasy drafts where I know sometimes the picks that I hated ended up being some of my best. So you just never know. Don't lose any sleep over it. Your team's looking good. You'll be all right. But here's my thing, Adam. I, I'm like a negative Nancy drafter in the sense that, like, you can't say this guy's healthier than all the other people. He's as healthy as the healthiest guy. But you can say guys are injured. So I'm more of a naysayer. I got to stay away. I got to stay away. For example, two years ago, where I was in the Scott Fishbowl, I was like, please don't let Saquon Barkley fall to me. I don't want him. It was the year coming off the ACL. Please don't let him fall to me. Give me someone else. And even if he fell to me, I wouldn't be able to take him. i just have to, like, skip over and if the guy before took Saquon Barkley. So I do a lot of that. Like I don't, I can't have this guy because of injury or, or what have you. So I do a lot of that, but in drafts, the, knowing these injuries, it doesn't really, it helps you stay away, but doesn't help you find the diamond in the rough. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. No, but that's, but Hey, avoiding bad picks is part of winning too. None of us know. And this is why I'm having you on this week. Uh, none of us know what to do with Brees Hall and Javante Williams. And one of the big topics of the offseason has been, why are their ADPs so far apart? Why are people taking Brees Hall in the third round and Javante Williams in the seventh round? I don't know if you want to wait till you're on my show or if you want to address that now. Oh, I, it's fine. It's, all our stuff's on Sports Injury Central, so maybe our guys have seen it. I'm more than happy to address it, but I'll keep it quick. Javante Williams, multi-ligament. Nothing is exactly comparable, but you fantasy guys do comps all the time, right? Yeah. I mean, right. so Javante Williams' injury comp is J.K. Dobbins. We panned the heck out of J.K. Dobbins last year. He did better than even we thought, but, you know, obviously it was a rough year, rough first two-thirds, a second scope. Came out a little stronger at the end, still wasn't his explosive self. That's the high end Javante Williams' is J.K. Dobbins last year, so we're saying stay away. And Brees Hall? Like it didn't even come. I was not going to draft him unless he fell down late, late, late. I mean, I don't know if it's an exact comp, but think of another recent New York running back, the Giants, Saquon Barkley, first year off of ACL. Uh, that's what I would say. I, so I think their ADPs haven't been adjusted low enough. How much do you think Aaron Rodgers was hampered by his thumb last year? Potentially a lot. Um, hard to say, but potentially a lot. Yeah. Um, help that that, my grip and spin. Time. I mean, look, players around him, this, that, the other, potentially a lot. I, I look at it this way. Um, he looks happy. He looks rejuvenated. Mm -hmm. He looks excited. He's there for the off-season program, right? These are things he wasn't in Green Bay. So we'll see. I mean, is this 
is this Tom Brady going to Tampa? Is this, you know, I, I'm not saying, but, you know, part of it is maybe uh, he helped me out before and I just kind of, you know, you know, it's just yeah. sentiment, right? I mean, so pure dumb luck, right? Part of it is that. But I think he's got a lot of weapons around him. And the other thing is, is, is I think he's accurate. And uh, maybe with the thumb injury behind him, even more accurate, which is a premium there. And even though he's older, he can run some. He doesn't run like he used to. Yeah. yeah it seems like less and less every year he's running. Yeah. No <laughs> question. But yeah. I don't really mind that because that keeps him out of harm's way from injury. Yeah. In the big picture. I'll stop asking. I'm sorry. I'll stop asking. I have so many good questions for you. I'm going to save them for. Uh, oh, no. I'll, I'll ask away. <laughs> and, 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 any any time ask ask away so what is your biggest take that you think will hit that you stand by this year you know it burned me so Four bad takes, plural yeah i think it's i think it's russell wilson and the best part about it is that he's you know are possibly your last pick in a one quarterback league you don't have to if even if i'm wrong about it it's not going to hurt your team um, but one that's a little, like, and I'm also really in on Jerry Judy, but trying to think of like a guy that I love. I really like Travis Etienne. I think there are a lot of reasons not to like Travis Etienne, um, that people, people have a lot of reasons not to like, him. uh, including, uh, Bigsby who they drafted, who definitely profiles as a short yardage guy, but I'm just kind of high on the Jaguars offense. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is a great player to get. I think he, feels like the logical next breakout quarterback. And I think ETN's really going to benefit from that. I think he'll be a little bit more involved in the passing game than he was last season. Um, because they just got to get the ball in his hands. He's lightning. He's an extremely explosive player. He's only played one year. You know, people kind of treat these young guys that they, like they look at all these warts that these running backs who have played one year have had. It's like, geez, let these guys develop as players. And uh, I think Jack Jacksonville is just arrows pointing up for them. So, if you see Travis Etienne in the fourth round, which is very realistic, I mean, I think that is a slam dunk pick. Uh, another guy, if I had one more, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to have a huge year. So I took him in the third round. I've only, I, this is, I only have two leagues. One of them, is Scott Fishbowl. You can't really focus on the ADP there because of the scoring and the format. But the one league that I have done so far, the one draft I've done, Jameer Gibbs was my third round pick. Uh, I think I had the 11th pick, so 35th overall. And um, I, I'm totally comfortable with him there. Well, Jacob, our Jacob, he's our producer. Jacob, edit that part out about Tra Travis Etienne. I'm, I am eyeing Travis Etienne. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. It's all good. Um, I see your your picks. Uh, uh, Austin Eckler, uh, one point eleven. Trevor Lawrence, two point two. Ceedee Lamb, three point two. This is Scott Fishbowl. Russell Wilson, four point eleven. Travis Etienne, five point two. David and Joku, I had him like last year. I like him this year too. Maybe that's the the uh, Deshaun Watson pseudo stack. There you go, uh, yeah. six point eleven, and then Calvin Ridley, who I like, seven point two. I like Trevor Lawrence too. So we didn't even talk about this, but uh, that either means I'm doing really well or you're going to be terrible this year. <laughs> I don't know You've done pretty well in the Scott Fishbowl, so I like where it's beginner luck. I mean, I, I I made it through, but you know. I, you know, it's just, uh, it is, it is, uh, it is what it is. And I made a, uh, the first year Stefania Bell was in the league and we had a friendly wager and uh, I was rolling pretty good, except rookie mistake. I think I had 
three of, of, I think, four of my top five players all in a bye week. The week I played Stefan. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that'll do it, man. I <laughs> oh, mean, I don't think I paid that much attention to that, you know. <laughs> I, I don't pay attention to it. Look, I have three Jaguars. You know, you think I'm going to win the week that ETN, Lawrence, and Ridley are on on by? There's no chance. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, uh, all, all good. All right, Adam, I really appreciate you. Thank you for coming on our show here, and uh, look forward to coming on your show. Uh, this week and many times and ask away all the questions. I, I have fun turning the tables and just having a conversation. I really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back with the rest of the pro football doc sports injury central podcast. Follow Adam Azer. He's a good guy. He's got good content. He's got a good podcast. Sometimes his guests are a little questionable like this week, but overall he's pretty good. All right, welcome back to part two of the Pro Football Doc Sports Injury Central podcast. I enjoyed talking to Adam. It was kind of fun. Uh, it's kind of fun to do the uh, Scott Fish draft pseudo live, have Field Yates pick Jared Goff during the broadcast for, uh, 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 yeah, for, for uh, to clarify, we actually recorded today uh, two parts. That to see some patients in between and uh, back to part two and waiting to to pick the next pick uh, we'll, we'll take uh, we'll take adam's advice a little bit what do you think guys yeah it's fun to see the uh insight into your fantasy process which is uh pull it up and see who's available <laughs> <laughs> what, what do we call it Doc? Well, i mean no this right? is from many years of sitting in an nfl draft room let the draft come to you don't right. force the issue Yep. stay true to your board except i don't really have a board it's just a feeling i, I look at my board as i get close actually i'm getting close now Should oh we, we do a pick that up are we doing we a pick from, live? we went from maybe i think we should uh yeah. jared goff that field yates and then then went then here come the quarterbacks anthony richardson geno smith chris olave which you know, um, I guess if he dropped to where I was, I'd have to take him, but he didn't. Yeah. Aaron Jones, who I probably wanted to take. I like him this um, year. Yep. Yeah, since he missed on Henry. Najee Harris. Don't remind him of that. Don't remind him that I told him all year we're gonna remember our Henry Henry Snipe. I know. Us, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the scoring's so interesting. Um, the point, so point I'm on the clock. Carries. You are on the clock. Let's all right, let's wow. then. All right, let's I'm on the clock. Down. All well, right, I mean, I'm just looking at the sleeper, right? I mean, right. it says this is by whatever ADP they have. T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, Metcalf. You know I'm not doing Metcalf. No, you're <laughs> Travis not. Etienne, Jamar Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs, Kenneth Walker, Keenan Allen, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Russell Wilson, so there you go. If we would have done Derrick Henry, we would have ended up with Russell Wilson like we wanted. Mm -hmm. But now there's no point. Then DeAndre Hopkins. Scott Fish ADP Kyle up as well. Fitz, Joe Mixon, Terry McLaurin. Uh, Taylor, Adam Azer was all over uh, Travis Etienne this year. 
Yeah, I was talking to Doc about him. I think he takes a step because this is the first full year. Remember last year he was getting in the groove of the NFL because he had the injury before. This is his second year in the, in the offense. I think he could take a step. Did, did you see how nice Adam was to me? He goes, yeah, you know, picking Aaron Rodgers third, that's one way to win the league. You got to like step outside the box. Translation, you overdrafted. <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> Uh, that's what Taylor always tell me. If you like your guy, it doesn't matter what um, round you got him in. Yeah, it's a guy's draft for sure. Well, that's what they say in the NFL too. If you like get your guy, guy, take him. Don't lose get your him. Guy. Yeah. Get Absolutely. your guy. Go get Don't him. Play games and miss out. ADP, um, ADP is just a guide. It's not something you should go. Oh, the guy's number one of the ADP. Let me just snatch him. Yeah, it's never gonna happen. No, I know. So uh, we won't take up too much time in the podcast. Uh, give me, give me your pick. I All right, tell people Christian McCaffrey, Sean yes, Watson, Aaron Rodgers. Quick, give me your. I'll, I'll read the next twenty names on here. You tell me which one I should take. I have All Christian right. McCaffrey, Sean Watson, Aaron Rodgers, and we're at four point ten. And coming around, the next one is five point three. T. Higgins, Devontae Smith, Metcalf, Etienne, Gibbs, Kenneth Walker, Keenan Allen, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Russell Wilson, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyle Pitts, Joe Mixon, Terry McLaurin. That's enough. What's your top one, two, or three? With the with the, with the scoring, I like uh, falling into the David Njoku stack that you mentioned uh, in part one. I think that he's not. Yeah, but Njoku not someone not. you need to go who. No, not someone nah, you need to go who here. I'm just saying we don't yeah, have to prioritize. Turn, maybe. Tight I'm against here. that completely. Deshaun Watson does not throw the tight end at all. I was high on the Joku last year because Jacoby Brissett was starting, and he targets the tight end most of any quarterback in the league. Um, if you want to do a uh, stack, you need to do Amari Cooper. Um, right. You would be releasing but, a tiny bit for Amari Deshaun's Cooper. a changed man. Just <laughs> yeah. Not about throwing the tight end, I guess. Uh, Ridley stuck out to me. I, I think we're high on him this year coming back. It yeah. seems like wide receiver is is a need on the roster right now. And Goddard and Waller are both gone, correct? Um, oh, no, Waller they're still went. around. Oh, Waller's there? Goddard is still there. Waller's uh, still there. Yeah, those are both my picks. <laughs> you need to <laughs> oh, you, you, you go down and get those. Okay. You need to get one of those. Yeah, Waller is actually someone I think can fit in the top five this year. Daniel Jones will throw to the tight end like crazy, especially with Shepard coming off the injury and Wandel Robinson coming off his ACL. There's a lot of targets for Darren in that offense. Well, I'm I'm still getting uh getting acclimated to the Scott Fish game, but with the tight ends basically being two points a catch plus first down yardage plus plus the yardage on top of that, that it's stacks heavy for a good tight end and someone who's gonna get targeted a lot, especially with the Giants uh Giants two injuries on their roster, big uh wide receiver injuries, Sterling Shepard and Wandale Robinson. So that kind of lends itself to Darren Waller. Yeah, but we're gonna get Waller on the on this turn. Right. At five, why? <laughs> He's not even on the screen of the ADPs. Yeah, it's a sleeper ADP. I'm looking at Scott Fish ADP. He's going to be drafted sooner than later. Oh, see, I don't know. All your I sent you the link. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't play like you don't know. I got you all in forward, Doc. I want to make sure you're. Gonna... <laughs> Look, what this is gonna? This is gonna. What? What? What do old people say? 
about leading dog new tricks, a, a dog new tricks or yeah. leading a horse to water. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dog All right. Let's move on. Uh, injuries. What do we got? What do we want to chat on? Yeah. I just wanted to plug our uh, NFL preseason preview. Uh, it'll be coming out right before training camp. Uh, I think we're shooting for the 24th as the uh, release date. We've been releasing some snippets, uh, Saints, Chiefs, Ravens, Dolphins, teams like that, uh, a couple of big fantasy names. But we're also looking at offensive line to key defenders. So it's not just not just the fantasy relevant names, but I know that's what a lot of people look for it for. Um, you can sign up for notifications on the website uh, to get those snippets as a release. But uh, again, the 24th is when the full thing will be out. So keep an eye out for that. Yeah, but right now, I mean, uh, we're, we're, you know, we pretty much cover it all. And uh, I think we're going on Adam's podcast uh, Friday, I guess. But, right. you know, we're, we're talking about Brees Hall, Javante Williams. We're talking about, you know, Michael Thomas so-so. And we're talking about the Saints O-line and the Rams O-line and, you know, uh, some DBs. You know, no nothing hidden, no secrets. Uh, optimism in some, some places, too. So, uh, if you go to the website, you'll see it all. Uh, I think what you guys do is great. You're going to put out a bunch of things, but the you, I know you want a finished product before you release it on the 24th. Right. Uh, yeah. Right now, there's there's a lot of stuff there. It's basically a book. Uh, yeah, I mean, but broken down by teams, and then I think we'll have it sorted out too by by positions. You know, wide receivers yep. or quarterbacks, but it's it's done by all 32 teams. We'll yeah, talk, but we're gonna uh, have a list too, right? We're gonna have a lot of lists breaking down everything that's in there, like people to draft, you know, top a lot of new things this year. Some 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 contests. We're obviously uh free contests at the site this year coming up, but also, you know, obviously the uh the underdog prize pick, uh, sleeper picks, you know, uh the prop parlays, which I think we're in a unique position to uh to have some insight on. So uh, that that should be good as well. Uh, so not just traditional sick picks, but some of that stuff as well. Um, you guys watch the All-Star game? I did. Yeah. Tune in here and there. No, noticeably absent of uh, Aaron Judge, Jose Altuve, big names like that, Jordan Alvarez. So that's we're tracking those recoveries going into the second half. The guy that had the biggest odds to win the MVP got the MVP, which is was pretty interesting. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Aaron Judge... Um, have we seen him do a lot of hitting yet? Just off a tee. That yeah, not enough to think he's coming back sooner, right? I mean, we still believe he's coming back this season, but he's not coming back. I mean, at this point, you know, we said he's going to be after All Star, but at this point, it's pretty optimistic to think July. I think you're thinking August, right? And I think that what we detailed on the site last week, it's interesting that it's not an injury where he can come back and have a pinch hit appearance or come back and serve as the DH for a couple of weeks until he's ready to play the field. It's, it's really all about the swing and the back foot. You guys show, sure. showed me a, a video of him long tossing. He wasn't stepping yes. into the throw. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and uh, you know, could he go up and hit? Yeah, but he can't be Aaron judge without having back foot power, right? Pushing off yeah. the big toe. So I think he's still a little ways away. Yeah, I think the the big one for the Astros too is Jose Altuve, who's placed on uh, ten day on July fourth with the uh, left oblique discomfort or whatever the Astros want to call it. Uh, they've already upper said body. he's not going to, yeah, upper body, upper body left side top. area somewhere. But they've already said he's not going to come off the ten day IL when he's available. So I mean, it just lends itself to oblique strains. 
uh, Alvarez Lingering, has yeah. been out with the same thing. So interesting yep. to see when he when they come back. But got to think late July would be a good timeline for both of them, right, Doc? Yeah, hopefully, uh, yeah. Doc, I had a question. So we were talking about there's a lot of uh, second half futures and stuff. Like, uh, MLB doesn't start till Friday, so there's a little bit of time to get this stuff in. And I, I was talking to you on the phone. I would like to talk uh, now about it. You're a Padres expert in my mind because you're doing all <laughs> you're, you're living here. Davis is watching that. Your son's watching the games constantly. So their second half total is 82.5. And we talked about their injuries. Um, let's go a little bit deeper, Doc. Uh, Machado, Tatis, et cetera. How do you think they can? find a way because they've probably been one of the biggest disappointments this year based off 93 and a half win total. Um, what do you think can happen in the second half for them? Well, you know, I'm jaded. Son watches Padres all the time, although he watched the all-star game start to finish. Yep. Um, there was some deal where Fox isn't on direct TV anymore. They're fighting. Yeah, I don't know I how think. any of that works. We're, we're just, streamers over here. Figure out stream. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, here's the thing. Here's my sports theory. Like the injuries we we've talked about. Right. Sandra Bogart. So the risk. This is part of field views. Okay. Yeah. And and it's not quite the same here, but continuity is a big thing. And the Padres have had none of it. What do I mean? From the start of the season, they had a lot of people on World Baseball Classic. Now, is that the excuse today that they're not necessarily winning? But let me tell you, their one Hassan Kim taking third base, being thrown out, then kicking the water jug that was full and spraining his toe, they win that game. They go into the All-Star break with a six-game winning streak. Mm -hmm. Instead, it was... Season-long tie, three game, lost a game, one, two. Mm-hmm. Two out of three of the Mets. I think everyone looks at it differently if they won six in a row. Right. Uh, I Maybe I'm being optimistic, but this has been a team of discontinuity in my mind. And let me tell you what I mean. Looking at it, it's no different than, it's not just, oh, the right tackle went down. It's the right tackle went down. And the right guard is now playing right tackle. They move the left guard to right guard and the, and the shuffle, right? It's the downstream effects. It's the shuffle. And here's what I mean by that discontinuity for the Padres. The World Baseball Classic got them off to a rough start. It affected you, Darvish, in his mm-hmm. pitching. And, mm-hmm. and ramp, up. ramp up, yeah. Ramp up. Yep. Joe Musgrove drops the weight on his foot. He's out for the beginning of the start of things. Tatis is out, not really for injury, the suspension for the first 20 games. Soto's being moved to left field. Bogarts is signed. Hassan Kim, who played good defensively there, is being shuffled around. Cronenworth is going to first base. He's not hitting either. There's a lot of shuffle right there. I believe it. Machado missed 17 games as well. Machado with his broken hand missed time. Bogarts with the quarter zone, I can't do it, was injured. And Roberto Suarez, Suarez, yes, yeah, that's no, a big Suarez one. Suarez cost the yeah. – if you ask the Padres, I think they'd tell you if we have Suarez, they win five more games. Yep. That's a flip of five losses to five wins. Right. Yep. That's huge, right? They're already over 500 if that happens, yeah. I'm not saying that the Padres have, are magically ready to go. But 
it's not legal in California. We're only doing underdog and sleeper picks and whatever, but I'd take the over win total. And that's six picks. We we will probably promote that. Yes, I think that's something. But that's here's like, my point. I'm not yeah. saying that means they make the playoffs in the wild card. You got to see what the other teams do, right? I mean, they got for them to guarantee playoffs and wild card, they got to play like 666 or 700 baseball. Yep. But uh, I think there's like, I think there's 70 games left, something around that. So yeah, 72, I think, or I don't know. 72, don't know. something like that. My my point is if they play 550, they're gonna beat the win total. Uh if they play 600, they're probably on the outside looking in for the playoffs. 666 get us gets them close. 700 gets them in, I think, guaranteed. So where are they gonna be? Don't know. But I think 550 is a low bar. Yeah, no, that's that's a such an interesting team to watch. I think the Mets are the other disappointment. Big impact of Edwin Diaz, the closer, uh, tearing his patella tendon in the World Baseball Classic, like you mentioned. So, and let me tell you, I don't believe Pete Alonso's right. Yeah. Do you guys believe me now after that All Star performance <laughs> and that home run performance? Oh my God, he was just there to be there. It's it didn't look great. It was not, and then he struck out in the All Star game as well. It was just a continued weekend long performance. Yes, he, I agree. Since he hurt his wrist, he's not right. Remember that big, huge thing? I mean, either he didn't need it or he came out too quickly. Uh, I don't think he's right yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you have the big old thing and then beat the return timeline by two weeks. So. He only missed 10 games, guys. He literally missed the minimum amount of games. And this yeah. is something like, like Doc, we have covered, like, you know, doing stuff with you for years. Like, we thought it was an issue, you know, like a long, like at least a couple more weeks than that. So it does seem rushed. And his batting average has dipped well below the Mendoza line. He's had maybe four, I think, four home runs tops since returning. You know, that's his thing, right? But like, he, he's, they, that team is, like they rely on his power, you know, and it's it's showing that they're they're hurting, right? Yeah, I, I don't know the rest of that discussion because I'm not a Mets expert. I just saw the you're Mets. Play just this, I just expert. saw the Mets play three games this this right yeah. before the All Star break. That's the extent of my. <laughs> you're you're expert at whoever's coming into town for the Padres, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but everyone, you can head to the website uh, for the latest insights on everything uh, fantasy baseball related. Um, got the latest on Jordan Romano and. Uh, Luis Robert, who picked up Knicks over the All-Star weekend, but not expecting much missed time for them, if any. Um, you don't have any concern with the calf issue, Doc, from Robert? He, even though he played he played through it, it was uh, first, he said a first uh, round, he picked it up. He went on you know, to the I second round, right? Yeah, he played well. He did well, too. Do you need your calf to hit home runs, Doc? Calf, not so much, but uh, you can to, to play in the field, you might. Yeah. Right. Just right. But I think you can hit. Okay. Um, cool. Did you guys see that guy uh, who fell down the stairs? I did see that. I sent you that video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Like some minor league hockey? Like I didn't even understand what the concept was. was it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> but he's two two patella tendons short of a regular person. There. I mean. <laughs> What did the tweet say? He tore his CVS, his MLB, his MCL, <laughs> every single act. There's that one, and then there was the Rick Ross one off, going off the diving board. That, yeah, stock. Uh, yeah. yeah, his 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 knees gave out there. <laughs> yeah, we won't make fun of it. that. That that guy's hurt. I mean, yeah. patella tendon ruptures. He right. couldn't get up. He no, couldn't. He tried, to, was, he tried yeah. to get up. It was just failing him. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Anything else, guys? No, we're cranking away at the uh, preseason preview. We're heading full on into football season. So exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Some new changes. It'll be fun. Uh, thanks to Adam Azer for joining us, CBS Fantasy Football Podcast. And uh, we'll hop back on there this week and uh, lots more stuff to come. Thanks for watching and uh, sign up for notifications and get ready for the preseason injury preview. And lots of new things coming your way too. Thanks for watching.